It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Friday edition of the Clay and Buck Show begins right now. I cannot believe we're into August already, but here we are. Much to discuss with you. Our main man, Clay, on a much-deserved vacation with his family. I think he's in eastern Tennessee. He's, uh, you know, enjoying time out there, chasing some black bears around, probably drinking some good bourbon, all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, he's having fun out there in Tennessee, out the woods. Oh, he's at Dollywood today. I thought he was doing, like, a hike. You know, so he's going to see badgers and bears and wolves. Oh, my. Um, but he's actually at Dollywood today. So, anyway, Clay will be back with us on Monday. Um, they have bourbon at Dollywood, though, so at least part of my guess was correct. I assume, right? Uh, so we've got, like I said, a lot of things to get into. Also, we didn't really take a lot of calls yesterday. Sorry, I got so fired up talking about the betrayal of the American people by the elites. And that that uh, New York Times op-ed, like I said, cross-posted the main story for hours on Fox News, really resonated because people were just saying, yeah, that's right. There is this belief that if they can just defeat Trump, they'll defeat what Trump has come to represent for so many people. And that's not going away. It hasn't been addressed. In fact, if anything, it has been made uh, a more urgent need in the minds of many people to address deficiencies and imbalances in the system as it exists in order to benefit the elites under the pretense that they're so uh, somehow so special and, and uh, exceptional. Um, we'll get into some of that. I mean, Trump, obviously, after the indictment yesterday, indictment number three, four could be right around the corner here with Atlanta. And at that point, I just wonder why, you know, somebody else, some other uh, ambitious left wing, maybe even Soros back prosecutor somewhere. Why not just throw an indictment number five? Trump's attitude at this point is effectively that he's like, well, you know, one more indictment. I'm going to be president for sure. Because everyone is seeing how crazy this is, how how absurd it all is. I mean, what better way could we, the American people, have a referendum on all things Trump 
2020, the four years leading up to it, which you can go back and check. When I was doing solo radio in 2019, I would sometimes, people say, stop, you sound like, you know, you're euphoric. I would just tell them, height of the Trump presidency, the uh, economy was booming, we were at peace, the terrorists had been defeated. I mean, you know, I would say, enjoy this. It's not going to last. I'd come on radio and say, this is about as good as it gets from the perspective of politics and the position of America. And then, of course, we got hit with the pandemic and the BLM riots and, you know, pandemonium, right? It's a lesson there, too. Things can change very quickly. I don't know what the Democrats have in store for us next year. I, I don't believe for one second they're just going to, yeah, we're just going to trot Biden out and see how it goes and trot. I mean, we'll, we'll Biden out. But Trump says he's being persecuted. That's not a, a surprise at all after what happened yesterday. I uh, pleaded not guilty. Um, that happened right after we finished uh, the show here. 69% of Republicans that saw this believe Biden's 2020 win was illegitimate, uh, which is just interesting to see that more and more people are connected. See, the media won't do this for you. I, I want to get into why it makes sense that even more people would find it illegitimate. Right? Um, we'll, we can talk about that. Uh, Eric Adams in New York City, you know, as a pretty much lifelong New Yorker until now, uh, he is eyeing 3,000 sites for those migrants, including including the possibility of uh, putting some of them, they're saying, in somewhere in Central Park. So turning Central Park into an illegal alien migrant camp, at least part of it somewhere. That is being discussed now in New York City. Um, and then I've also got some other interesting stories. Uh, just I'll get to them if we can, if we have time, because we're going to be busy today. Uh, Columbia Law School, you know, after the Supreme Court decision. What do you think Columbia Law School did when they found out they couldn't discriminate on the basis of race anymore? Oh, you're going to want to hear it. They've already reversed it. You're going to want to hear it. But behind all of the political discussions we have these days on this show and going on across the country, um, there is a question that keeps coming up, and it's something, you know, Clay and I, see this one uh, a little bit differently insofar as I think there's still a belief that Biden is the Democrats guy. Clay thinks it's just not it's not going to happen for him. It's too decrepit. I mean, we agree on how decrepit and corrupt and absurd it is, but I think the Democrat machinery still believes that Joe Biden is their guy. Uh, Clay and many others, you know, we've had Uncle Bill, Bill O'Reilly on the show. We've had, uh, I've seen Tucker saying the same thing. They think it'll be Gavin Newsom and others. Okay, well, I think the analysis of why one would believe it's even possible Joe Biden could be the nominee is worth doing right now or, or run for reelection. Right now he is the nominee. Run for reelection for the Democrats. There is a piece that came out earlier this week by David Samuels. And I'll, I'll put, we'll put this up. Um, just give us a couple minutes to th- put it up there, uh, at clayandbuck.com so you can see it. It's called the Obama factor. And it is a, it's a piece, but it also has a Q and A with historian David Garrow. And Garrow wrote the most thorough biography of Obama. It came out in 2016. He did like hundreds and hundreds of interviews and every, he actually tracked down and spoke to at length Obama's most, uh, serious girlfriend when he was i think in law school age in his 20s uh and and 
not surprising to any of you, I'm sure, but there are many things in Obama's bio- autobiographies, two autobiographies. I always said, if you're not even 50 and you've written two autobiographies, the chance of you being a narcissist is definitely 100%, right? But put that aside, and how much of either one of those did he actually write versus someone else write and he puts his name on? Um, but there are just straight-up fabrications in his autobiography. I, I know that's not new. In the beginning of the tablet magazine piece he though talks about how the breakup that obama had with his very at the time very serious uh girlfriend um it comes from obama being unwilling to decry clear anti-semitism from some of the black leadership in chicago at the time and his girlfriend being very obama lied about this and said it was something else something self-serving but that's not according to this uh historian that is not in fact what what happened but there's something even more interesting that i i wanted to get to and it is who's really running this white house who is really when i say calling the shots there's a whole bureaucracy there's a whole machinery of the white house i I was in the white house briefing for the cia when i was a, a kid in my 20s Went back, have been back numerous times later on as a radio host, whatever I am now, uh, a person with opinions and thoughts. So I've been there in two very different contexts, and there's a lot of staff and all the stuff that you think. And the West Wing is buzzing, and that's all true. But who's making the critical strategic decisions in this White House? I think, I think some of you see where I'm going with this. No one believes it's Joe Biden. But Joe Biden's perfect because he has no political core. He just wanted to keep collecting, you know, collecting the government checks as a senator and being treated as someone who's really important and then allowing his son and his brother to go around and sell influence like Joe Biden. It's all just transactional. Joe Biden's ideology is whatever helps me pay the mortgage on the beach house. He doesn't care. That's who he's been his whole life. An empty suit, but a perfect person for this job right now to be the Democrat Trojan horse in this White House to give far left-wing policies. If anyone wants a wide open border, worst border we've ever seen happening under Joe Biden, Mr. Moderate Delaware Democrat, roll up the sleeves, ride the choo-choo to work with Joe. Man, he's a union Democrat. He's reasonable, right? All that stuff. Good old Joe. Look at his grin. Irish charm. Lies. I shouldn't say lies. Misrepresentations. Fabrications. But in this piece, which is a, an amazing read, and there are some really uh, powerful revelations that appear in it, which I will get into some of them. I want to spend some time with you on this today, because I think this is important. Remember, the piece is the the Obama, what is it? It starts with the Obama factor, right? That is the title. Um, here's something that's interesting. I'm just going to put this out there. I think this will get the conversation going. Who runs this White House? Who makes the final determination about what policies are going to be pursued? What decisions from the very top are going to... Does anyone really think it's Joe Biden? I don't think it's Joe Biden. I think there's got to be some advisor around him. Clay doesn't think it's Joe Biden. But he thinks it's so obviously can't be Joe Biden at this point that they got to stick somebody else in there. Maybe. We'll see. But we all agree that the faculties to make those high-level decisions aren't there. Nor is the ideological foundation. Joe doesn't care. What is easiest and best for Joe in the moment? That's what he'll do. 
So who is calling the shots? Well, here is Samuel's writing um, about what happened here. Between July 4th and Labor Day, sure, but the rest of the year, Barack Obama lives in a large brick mansion in Colorama. Colorama is a very fancy area of D.C., big mansions there, close to the White House. Okay, quote, doesn't it strike you as weird? This is him asking the Obama biographer. Doesn't it strike you as weird that an ex-president, he's comparatively young, and he's living in the center of Washington, D.C.? The original excuse was that Sasha had to finish school. Then you could say, well, the opposition to Trump needs a figure to rally around. But now Sasha has graduated from USC. Trump is gone. Joe Biden was elected president. But Obama is still there. Huh. Isn't that interesting? He asks him a follow-up question. Remember, this is Samuel's asking Garrow, the biographer. Doesn't it strike you as odd? I mean, I've heard from more than one source that there are regular meetings at Obama's house in Colorado involving top figures in the current White House with Secret Service and cars outside. I don't write about it because it's not my lane. There are over a thousand reporters in Washington. And yet there are zero stakeouts of Obama's mansion, if only to tell us who is coming and going. But clearly, he clearly has his oar in. End quote. You know, I got to tell you, I, I thought this in the back of my mind all along, but there's so much, there's so much media smokescreen around this. Oh, Obama's in Hawaii. Oh, Obama's in Martha's Vineyard. You'll hear about the Martha's Vineyard mansion all the, well, less, I mean, right now you're hearing about it. Someone, someone drowned and police are not answering all the questions. There's something strange. People are wondering, well, why can't we just get all the answers there? Put that aside for a second. You hear about Hawaii. You'll, you'll hear about the Netflix deals and the tens of millions of dollars the Obamas are being paid just to be the Obamas, right? I mean, just, just cause. But do you hear about the, High-level White House staff coming and going from Colorado. Like, Colorado, maybe with traffic, is a, is a 10-minute drive, but it's probably uh, on, a, on a D.C. day. I've lived in D.C., so I know this route. And yeah, I get there in seven minutes. If your Secret Service detail takes you there, you'll get there in five, right? He chose to live right down the street from... Obama's from Chicago. Oh, actually, he's from, he's from Hawaii, and before that, lived in Indonesia. <laughs> I, I can't cover all this ground right now, okay? I don't want to get distracted from the... The key point here, somebody, fuck, wait, there's more, I know. But Obama's a guy who's, 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 he's a Hawaii guy. I'm talking about, you know, by, by state, Hawaii guy, Chicago guy, he's got the vineyard place. He buys a giant mansion right in the middle of Washington, D.C. D.C.? Why? There are people coming and going, senior figures from the White House on a regular basis. People hear whispers, but it won't be reported on the front page of the Washington Post. Why? Hmm. It is curious, isn't it? And I, I saw this. I said, you know, I had always thought that it would just be a function of Obama could call. Obama can, uh, can speak to, to Biden on the key issues, on the top level. Joe, what, what should we be, meaning the Democrats, accomplishing? What should the, the hard left in this country be looking for next from us? 
And now it doesn't even have to be from Obama directly to Biden. It can be from a an intermediary. It can be from a you know a messenger, right? A a go between. That's happening. And isn't it? A, when was the last time you heard about this? This is fact. And there's other stuff in this this piece that this biographer um, pulled together about Obama. The biography came out in 2016. I think this is fascinating. Well, I'll I'll put it up at clayandbach.com so you can read the whole the whole piece. But it begins to answer the question: How could they think that Joe Biden's? Re- oh, it's already up. It's up at clayandbach.com. They've got it up. Thank you, team. Um, how could Joe Biden be president for four more years? The answer that this presents you with is. He hasn't really been president the last three years, not when it comes to high-level decision-making, not when it comes to the choices that really count. It is the apparatus around him. It is the third term of the Obama administration. Oh, doesn't it all make sense? 800-282-2882. We'll get back into this in a moment. Men share a collective problem when it comes to energy and stamina as we get older. We have less of both. Might not show up in one dramatic shift, but it shows up over time in a gradual way. It's directly correlated to the amount of testosterone our bodies are producing. Testosterone is the fuel for our energy levels. The more testosterone we men have, the more energy and stamina we feel, and also focus and drive as well. This correlation is what fascinated our friends at Chalk to come up with the most amazing natural supplement company out there producing best-in-class products. Their male vitality stack supplement set uh, contains a leading ingredient that helps in a big way. It has been proven to increase diminished levels of testosterone by 20% over three months' time of regular daily consumption. The sensation you receive from that increase will empower you to do a whole lot more every day. Get signed up with Chalk online. That's choq.com. Choq.com. Get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. That's Chalk.com. Learn and laugh. Weekdays with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. And we've been talking a lot today about the Obama factor. The the title of this uh, David Samuels piece on tablet. It's up at uh, ClayandBuck.com. Who's really running this White House? It's not Joe Biden. We've known that all along. We've asked the question, who? And you start to piece things together, and it becomes increasingly clear that uh, there are individuals tied to the Obama administration that are in the Biden White House, holdovers from the uh, Obama administration, but that Barack Obama himself and his top lieutenants, if you will, are still very much in the White House orbit, very much in Washington, D.C., in the center of the swamp itself. So something's going on. I'm going to return to that in a moment. First up here, Trump was indicted uh, for the third time criminally yesterday. I, I do like to remind everybody, you know, you can Occam's razor this thing. Trump had gone 76 years, 77 years. How is Trump 76 or 77 now? Um, of his life, never once being criminally indicted. But he runs for president again, and it's going to be four, count them, four criminal indictments when all said and done, all happening during the election. Could have happened before. No, no. Does anyone want to try to do a probability analysis on that for me? What What are the chances of that? What's more likely, Trump became a criminal in his late 70s or Democrats are completely out of their minds, emotionally destabilized, and will do anything for power? I think those are pretty clear choices. Here he is telling, um, here he is telling everybody that this is, no surprise, this is Trump on the tarmac 
a persecution, and this is all politics. Play four. This is a very sad day for America, and it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C., and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much. He's going to fight this all the way to the end. The Biden regime, and I think it's good we use that term because it's it's not a normal White House, as we all understand. There are influences in it that are not often uh, disclosed, not talked about by the media, the uh, again, the quote, the Obama factor, a big part of all of this. And as I was talking about this in the first hour, uh, the team, uh, our team here on the show, reminded me, that's right, because I remember hearing it too. Rush, Rush himself told us that this was the way things would unfold, told us that there would be a shadow Government. Now, we don't usually play clips of anything that are that are this long, but I, I wanted you to hear in detail. This was uh, in 2017. Rush was laying out during the Trump presidency. Right. Am I right about the year, guys? 2017 um, in 2017. So remember, Trump was president then, but he knew what was coming. And I've talked to you first hour. We're putting all the pieces together here, right? We're making it, we're making it all make sense. February 15th, 2017. The one and only rush on Obama's coming shadow governance. Play it. The media has thrown in with the Barack Obama shadow government and the Barack Obama administration. And the media's objective now has nothing to do with informing you. Their objective now, I mean, they're, they, they, they want you to be misinformed. I mean, they are still reporting fake news, made up news. They are lying about things, hoping to make it easier for them and the Obama shadow government to eventually get rid of Trump and everybody in his administration. Now, they ultimately eventually will need public support for this. Because, as I say, the Democrats do not have the votes to, say, impeach, to convict Donald Trump. But that's not where they're focused. They're focused on things like Flynn resigning and then other scalps coming along. And the media no longer is in the arena of ideas. Forget that. The media has thrown in with the Barack Obama shadow government. Now, the thing that is propelling... This assault on Trump is a story that even the people reporting it admit there's no evidence for. There is one thing, if and I'm just trying to simplify this for you, there is one thing that keeps propelling this story forward, and it is that the Russians 
stole the election for Trump by hacking the Democrat National Committee and its servers and John Podesta's email. There's no evidence. In fact, you can state with ontological certitude that the Russians had no impact whatsoever on the outcome of the election. It wouldn't have been possible. But even if you want to if you want to live that lie and say that they did, then you would have to say they wanted Hillary Clinton because she won the popular vote. And that's about all any outside force could hope to affect. When you start trying to hack and manipulate outcomes in the Electoral College battle, there isn't a single source anywhere that can do that. Otherwise, if somebody had figured that out, whoever that guy is with would always win. So the lie that is the engine and the fuel for all of this that we're going through is that this election was illegitimate, that the Russians hacked it, and furthermore, that Trump and his campaign staff were in regular contact with the Russians during the campaign. This story has run twice now in the New York Times, and both times... The New York Times admits that there is no evidence whatsoever. They have no evidence. It's akin to the seriousness of the charge being so grave that we must continue to look into it. There is no evidence for the primary assertion that is driving this entire attack on Trump. This attack is coming from the shadows of the deep state, where former Obama employees remain in the intelligence community, and that would be at the CIA, that would be at the Defense Intelligence Agency, that would be where at the National Security Agency. They are there, they were not elected, they were appointed. They were not elected, they were appointed by Obama. There you had Rush talking about Obama's shadow government. Now, that was back in 2017, so now just apply all of that. That was the shadow government, in a sense, and the deep state operating deeper in the shadows because Trump was president. But then 2020 comes along, Joe Biden somehow becomes president, and what happens? The ascendancy of the Obama shadow government. And that is what we have seen. Now it is basically the government, but just more in the background, right? The front man is Biden, but the apparatus, the advisors, the power brokers, it is all a continuation of the eight years of Obama. And that's how you have Joe Biden advocating for policies that are radical, that he himself would have said were radical back during the Obama years. But he is just there to carry forward the Marxist program. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just the guy who stands there and waves and grins while the machinery of the Obama government continues to push and operate around him and tries to continue this as though it is a third Obama term. Okay, you can pull these pieces together and you can see exactly how this all unfolds. And it then makes sense. Now there are no surprises. You go, oh, of course. 
How could they think that Joe, how could Democrats in good conscience, well, forget about conscience, a lot of them don't have a conscience, but put that aside. How can Democrats as a party put Joe Biden forward for four more years? See, this goes to why I believe they're going to do it. Because they all know he's not, it doesn't matter. Cognitive decline, who cares? He's just there for the photos. Cognitive decline, who cares about his cognition? As long as he has a beating heart and he's Joe Biden and he's standing there, it all continues because it was never contingent on his abilities, his thoughts, or his leadership in the first place. This is important. This is important. I think it it shows you where we're heading here. And And then can't you also see the Get Trump deep state operation, the continuation of the Obama leave-behinds, Brennan, for example, Obama's close buddy and CIA director, huge part of the effort to take Trump and get Trump out of office. Look at what happened to the DOJ. Look at what happened to what the FBI. Look at those institutions that were corrupted by these Marxist deep state Obama leave-behinds. And now you see under the Biden administration, how are they hoping to keep the Biden regime going? To use those same instruments at the DOJ, the deep state, the intel community, all the rest of it, to effectively hobble Trump going into this election. The system, the machine just keeps on going. This is why Gavin Newsom, I don't think, I don't think the machine thinks they need him yet. They're they're holding off on Gavin Newsom till later. I think he will run, but I don't think he's going to run this time around. I could be wrong. And as I've said all along, if Joe Biden, if his health does truly fail and he's an 80 year old man, so that's not that wouldn't be strange. Then, of course, things change and then the machinery will pivot. But it is because I believe they all recognize that on important decision making on pushing the Marxist progressive left-wing agenda forward for four more years. Joe Biden's ability to even say Marxist out loud or spell it is irrelevant because he's not the one who is calling the shots. Go check out that piece, The Obama Factor. It's up on clayandbuck.com right now. The Tunnel the to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families since September 11, 2001 like Franklin, Tennessee, police officer Jeffrey Carson and his family. Officer Carson left a country music career behind to serve his community. He spent 14 years with the Franklin Police Department before he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty in 2022. Within weeks, Tom the Towers met with Officer Carson's wife and son to let them know they would never have to worry about their mortgage again. This is what the foundation does. When a first responder dies in the line of duty and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers is there to take care of them. The foundation has helped hundreds of first responder families across America by removing the burden of a mortgage thanks to supporters like you. Join them on their mission. It only takes $11 a month. Donate to Tunnel to Towers by visiting T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. Got a special surprise for all of you. Didn't even promo this one. Uh, We have Vivek Ramaswamy with us right now. Calling in. He is running for president. And he's doing a heck of a job so far. Vivek, 
Great to have you calling in, my friend. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, how you guys doing? We're good, man. So, so you were in Nashville yesterday. I want, I want to first, you know, bring you up to speed on the last twenty four hours. We can get to some of the broader issues, uh, the indictments, the campaigns, all the things happening right now. But first, tell me what you were, and tell everybody what you were doing in Nashville, and and what your purpose has been there. Well, my purpose was very focused on calling for the release of the transgender shooters manifesto, period. I think that this is a shame that this hasn't yet been released, but it's typical of what's happening in the country where we have a government that believes that the people cannot be trusted with the truth. That tragedy, that tragic shooting of six people at Covenant School occurred on March 27th. In April, Governor Bill Lee and others gestured towards the likely release of the manifesto. We're now sitting in August. That manifesto has still not been released. And I think that's wrong because there's a longstanding tradition in law enforcement, whenever the manifesto is recovered, to release it, to help understand the most we can about a tragedy, to help prevent something like it from happening in the future. But my particular reason for going to Nashville this month, to Tennessee now, is that Governor Bill Lee then has the gall to nonetheless call a special session of the legislature to pass red flag laws and anti-gun measures without actually releasing to the public the essence of that manifesto. And I just think that's wrong. I think it erodes public trust. I think it reinforces this wrong belief that the public cannot handle the truth. And so I went there to say, on behalf of the citizens of this country, yes, actually, we can handle the truth. And so Vivek, Vivek, publicly I've called on this show and in other forums as well for the release of the manifesto. My uh, my sense of it all along has been, and I'm sure this is a part of what's going on, that there would be some very troubling things in there from the perspective of the beliefs of this transgender terrorist and either, uh, you know, quote, anti-trans laws that are being passed in different states or, you know, the right wing uh, conducting some kind of a, quote, uh, erasure of trans people. And, and they don't want the public to see that. Right. That's been my um assessment all along is there another component to this i mean now that you've gone right to the heart of this uh, of this debate and showed up in nashville and tried to push for the release of the transgender shooters manifesto is there a part of the argument that we're not hearing as much that actually makes more sense to you even if you still believe it should be released yeah i think that there is likely something else going on here that's my strong sense i think there were people who came from that community who are also against its release. But my view is, even if it's not my preferred political narrative or somebody else's preferred political narrative, we should not have preferred political narratives, actually. We should just be interested in the truth. America is founded on the truth, on a government accountable to its people rather than the other way around. And so even if the truth isn't that they are protecting some transgender hate crime against a Christian school, which is my base case assumption, You know, I think that having been there and on the ground, my sense is that may not be the story. But all we have now to do is to be left to guess. And I think that that's wrong. Now, one of the arguments that they sometimes use is to say that they don't want to provide inspiration or a roadmap for people who can commit similar crimes in the future. I don't want that either. Nobody wants that. I think if there are details of a crime that need to be that need to be, you know, laid out, well, those can be redacted in the case of a memo that's publicly released. I'd be supportive of that. But nonetheless, 
we have to see at least the truth about the motives. We have to see the truth about what was behind this killer's motives. We have a mental health epidemic in this country. Gender dysphoria, I believe, is a mental health condition. We have to confront that reality. But a deeper mental health condition, if people pose risks to their communities, we need to deal with that in a different way than just removing guns from law-abiding citizens, which is exactly what Tennessee is on track to do later this month. And history teaches us that we make our worst policy decisions under conditions of a so-called response to an emergency when we suppress the truth. That's exactly what happened during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I see the same mistake on track to repeat itself in Tennessee, by the way, under a Republican governor at that. Vivek uh, Ramaswamy with us now. He's running for president. He's uh, showing up big already in some of the polls relative to the the other uh, challengers. And uh, Vivek, uh, did you? I don't know if you if you've seen this. So I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I'm I'm curious what your assessment of it is. Uh, a lot of folks reacting to this David Samuel's uh, kind of magazine piece in Tablet, where he goes into effectively. Obama's actually calling a lot of the shots for the Biden administration. And this seems to pull together a lot of different threads, makes a lot of sense to me. What's your assessment of that and, and how it pertains to Biden going forward? Well, here, he, this actually is pretty relevant to my campaign. I'm a little bit outside the GOP Overton window here on this. My whole point is I think we need to stop talking about Biden, right? The party line is what the political consultants are coaching the candidates to do and every other candidate is doing. Is talking about the radical Biden agenda. My message is, folks, stop talking about Biden for two reasons. First of all, we have to actually talk more about an affirmative vision of our own. It was our failure to do that that I believe actually lost us what was the red wave that never came in 2022. But the deeper reason is the dirty little secret that Biden is not in charge. The people we elect to run the government are not the ones who actually run the government. That is the dirty little secret of modern federal government in the United States of America. It is the managerial class in the deep state. And if we're unwilling to wake up to that reality, then we're just going to swap out one Republican prep puppet for a, for a Democratic puppet. But it's going to be the still same managerial machine that runs the show. So the only thing I would say, and I haven't read the piece, but to, reacting to what you said is I think there's a temptation to then pin it to another one person, say Obama. It's not one person. It is a machine. It is a system that is bigger than any one person. It is the Leviathan. Okay, this is the Leviathan that Hobbes wrote about 400 years ago. It exists on modern American soil. It is the hollowed out husk of a republic that we actually live in today. And I think the more we talk about that, Clay, I'm leading the way in offering specifics, unprecedented detail on how we would shut down that administrative state, that deep state, and how that will stimulate the economy, how that restores accountability in government. That's how we actually win this election in a landslide. But the more we fixate on just talking about Joe Biden and offering poll-tested platitudes from Republican political consultants, the more we're missing the plot. And I think, by the way, the more likely it is we're going to lose the next election, too. Now, we are being told that any day now, and I think at this point, we, it's an assumption, right? It's not, oh, maybe there's going to be an indictment in Atlanta. I'd be shocked if it didn't happen, which would mean a fourth criminal indictment against Donald Trump. Now, you have maintained, uh, Vivek, that you are running to be president, not running to be Trump's vice president or treasury secretary or anything else. What do you think the proper response of the GOP, speaking of machinery, should be 
to, well, certainly three and likely soon four criminal indictments of your chief opponent in this primary? Look, there's a lot of people who want to hear me sit around and bash Trump. I'm not going to do it because, honestly, I think he was an excellent president. I think that his victory over Hillary Clinton in 2016 was probably the single most political and politically important event in my lifetime, certainly in this century, stopping the inevitable Marxist march throughout this country and our government. And so if you want to hear a bunch of people bashing Trump, tune into MSNBC. That's not what I'm going to give you, but I'm in this to move us forward. I would have made different judgments than Trump made, but a bad judgment is not a crime. And I think it is no accident that you are seeing three, now possibly four, but at least in the three that are out, novel Previously untested legal theories levied against one man in the middle of a presidential election. Come on, guys. This is politicized persecution through prosecution. It sets an awful and dangerous legal precedent in our country. Even that most recent indictment effectively criminalizing, seeking good faith legal advice and a lawyer giving it, turning that activity into a so-called conspiracy with your lawyer. This is uncharted legal territory It is dangerous precedents that shake the foundations of our legal system. And I say this as somebody who is now running third in the Republican national primary. It would be easier for me if Trump were eliminated from competition, but that would be the wrong thing for the country. And that is why I've been so forceful on this. And it is also why I've been crystal clear that when I'm president, and Clay, I do expect to be our next president. I'm Buck. Clay's out today, but close enough. Go ahead. We We will pardon him. What's that? What's that, Clay? I'm Buck. Clay is out today. It's okay. Oh, close gosh, enough. Gosh, gosh. <laughs> it's all right, man. Well, we sound we sound hello. close yeah, enough, yeah. but it happens with people. But um, tell me, it just, let's just let's get onto the 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 immigration front here for a second, because um, you know you've seen. I'm sure I, I talked about it at length yesterday on the show. You you've seen the uh, migrants who are out in the streets and and the whole thing. Um, what would a Ramaswamy immigration policy look like and i mean give me some of the uh, please secure the border yeah yeah we know enforce the law yeah we know what though how yeah so let me let me go quickly because because there's a lot here one is the wall is not enough we must use the u.s military to secure the southern border we have 1.3 million men and women serving today 700,000 more in reserve that is plenty to secure the southern border close the swiss cheese of a hole They're building cartel-financed tunnels underneath that wall. It's the source of most of the fentanyl coming into this country. That's how we end it. Stop funding for sanctuary cities. That eliminates the incentives. And further, stop a dime of foreign aid, any dime, to Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Belize, until Mexico itself has solved its own southern border problem. So that's how we solve the illegal migration problem. And then on immigration more broadly, look, there's a key North Star here. It should be obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway, which is that the purpose of our immigration policy should be what advances the interests of the homeland, what advances the interests of American citizens on American soil. I believe the U.S. president, I believe our government has a moral obligation to our citizens to ask what advances the interests of our citizens. And that would be what guides a broader legal immigration policy as well, which I have, you know, lengthy views on. But that's the North Star principle that I would use. Vivek Ramaswamy, everybody. He is running. Um, Vivek, what's your site so people can see more about your policies and what you're up to? Vivek2024.com. That's V-I-V-E-K 2024.com. And 
as I say, if you want reform, go with somebody else. But I stand on the side of revolution. And so if that's you, come join us. Thank you, Buck. It's good talking to you. Give good talk name. to you. Thanks for making the time, Vivek. Uh, we'll open up the lines here, 800-282-2882, and uh, also get to some of your VIP emails from clayandbuck.com coming up. Uh, support U.S.-funded resources. Phoenix Capital Group invites you to invest in the heart of America with our domestic energy corporate bonds. Phoenix Capital is able to connect private investor principal, like your own, with direct investments in domestic energy assets. Your venture in these U.S.-backed equities can gain up to 9 to 12% annual interest paid monthly. It's a vote of confidence in the American dream, in the unwavering spirit that built our nation. To find out more, download the Phoenix Group's free investment package today at phxonair.com. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments. I've done this because I'm a Phoenix Capital Group investor myself, personally. I believe in what they're doing. I believe in their team and their management. You can earn 9 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. From the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook, 
Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. There have been some historians making the rounds on MSNBC to talk about the Trump indictments with the threats to our democracy and the the uh, the oh, oh I'm sorry you know what here you can hear from everybody right now this is a montage of media libs all saying that Trump is a threat to democracy play two Pearl Harbor 1941 9-11-2001 Donald Trump just like those other threats to American democracy tried to destroy our system he's an existential threat to the national security of our country put Donald Trump in this box as an existential threat the existential threat being Trump Trump is an existential threat to democracy these indictments which is about the future of American democracy democracy itself is really at issue in this trial if Trump could get away with what he's done what he's charged with here, then we don't have the democracy we believe we had. It would be the end of our democracy if Donald Trump was able to get back into office. It's the end of the world as we know it. But I do not feel fine. Is that REM? Is that REM? Am I right? Right, yeah, REM. Remember when they had a moment back in the 90s? They were everywhere. Early 90s, like 92, 93, I think it was. Losing my religion. I, I... I was never an REM fan. I was going to say it. I, even as a young guy, like a kid in grammar school, I was like, this band stinks. Anyway, um, but there you have it. The, okay, it's so terrible. Trump is a threat, an existential threat to democracy, going to end the country and all this stuff. Some of them are historians, too, who are making the rounds to say that this is a historic threat. But you know who's not a historian? A reverend, but not a historian. Al Sharpton. And I just want you to hear his assessment of Trump as a threat to democracy. Play it. One day, our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power? That's what we're looking at. We're looking (laughs) at American history and how it will play out is going to be very important. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine, everybody, could you imagine for a second if the founding fathers, you know, Jefferson and Washington and Madison, if they tried to overthrow the government? That's crazy. That's just so crazy, isn't it? You know, if there's one thing you can say about Thomas Jefferson, it's that he was going to do whatever the regime in power when he grew up told him to do. No questions asked. <laughs> he, he, he was like, King George, what do you want? What do you need? I got you covered. Not so much. Not so much, it turns out. But uh, that was a great one. Imagine if the founding fathers, I mean, 
People act like this country was founded by a bunch of revolutionaries. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, Rev- Rev- Reverend Dow. As, as a New Yorker, I've been hearing so much about Reverend Dow for, since I was a little kid. Um, so I, I have a particular, I have particular memories of what he was like, uh, back in the day. But anyway, um, yes, as you see here, the rhetoric is going to have to get even more absurd about all things Trump related because the Democrats have been conditioned to speak about it in this way. So if you want any attention, if you want people to click on your, you know, your link or, uh, for your website or watch your segment on TV and you're a Democrat, you've got to just come up with some way of saying the, the worst possible things, um, about Donald Trump. You got, but you've got to, it's, it's an arms race, right? You've got to elevate the crazy. Donald Trump isn't just worse than, than Hitler. He's worse than Hitler, Stalin, and Pol Pot put together all at once. Click on this link, you know, donate to some Democrat. That's the way they do it. That's the game they play. Innovation refunds, my friends. I want to tell you about them. They're helping thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. This is the employee retention credit, the program being administered by the IRS. If you own a business with five or more employees, uh, you may well have money waiting to be claimed. Innovation Refunds is dedicated to helping business owners navigate the process with their team of independent tax attorneys. Each of them is experienced in understanding ways that the different kinds of companies can claim tax deductions as a result of the pandemic. There are other companies saying they specialize in ERC refunds, but not every company is the same. You want to go with the best. Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star Trustpilot and Google reviews, and they're certified with the Better Business Bureau. Trust your business with the experts at Innovation Refunds. Get started online now. Go to innovationrefunds.com. That's innovationrefunds.com. Or if you want to call them, here's their number, 1-843-REFUNDS. That's 1-843-REFUNDS. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 